What's going on? What's going on? Entertain the geeky. <laughs> Hello. Hello. All right, so we're Hello doing. Hello out there. We're, we're doing this again. It is Jason and Chris. Hi, internet. The entertain the geeky guys here. <laughs> we were going to talk to you about some things. Yes, um, quite. So you went to a comedy show last night. I did. We went to see Adam Conover uh, at Helium, mm-hmm. uh, and it was good. It was it was a good show. He's uh, somebody I've followed for a long time. Uh, he was a writer and and actor on College Humor uh, in its early inception, and he uh, turned that into television shows. Adam ruins everything is is a show, uh, and yeah, it was so. He's a guy that I, I enjoy. He was also, uh, you know, we'll talk about this in a bit, but he was also a voice I was following during the writer strike, right? He was yeah. kind of out front and center, uh, really talking it up. And, uh, but no, yeah, it was a good show. It's different uh, seeing him do stand-up. So if you know him from, like, the television shows, uh, it's a different style of humor, right? He gets laughs in a different way than he does with those weird, you know. His uh, bits. His bits, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, but no, it was good. We got to we got to have a picture taken with him. We got to meet him. It was cool. It was a fun time. So yeah, and we can use that as the as the dive into the writer strike. Yeah, so the writer strike is over. the The writers got what they wanted. They got you know assurances, protections against you know AI and stuff like that. They got uh, residuals for streaming data. Uh, now, whether that means streaming data will be publicly released or it will just be released to the Writers Guild of America, I don't know. But at the very least, they're going to understand how much money they're owed because of streaming retention and, and repeat viewing and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, they, they did it, man. They, uh, they proved that uh, their union is strong and they held out against the rich corporate overlords like David Zaslav and, and Kevin Feige and Bob Iger and all of these. Well, Kevin Feige, not really. He's just, he's just kind of a showrunner in a movie space, I guess. I don't really know what his official job I mean, is. He's, he's a producer. So he's a producer. There he's, you go. He's a yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a producer. Um, but, yeah, they, they did it. They, uh, they proved that uh, when they're united, when um, – they all stand for a specific ideal and, and they're owed a specific wage for the work that they do. Uh, it works. And I hope the uh, actors get the same. I hope the auto workers get the same. I, 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 I like the concept of United Workers. I think there are problems within how some unions operate, but I do, I'm a pro-union guy. I like unions, right? We, we, we have to, you know, because... I think in the, the culture we've started to build, or that we have been building, I've started to build is the wrong word, we have been building for a long time, is just, uh, you know, the, the people at the top have all the money. And there's plenty of money. It's a lot of money. <laughs> there's a lot of money. We're the, one of the richest countries in the world, so there's when a we, lot of money. It's really interesting, because when we talk about how much goes into, like, movie production. Oh, my God, I know. It's fucking Millions wild. of dollars. I mean, what, yeah. Hundreds of millions. Yeah, yeah, hundreds of millions. Yeah, one movie. And it's so, and it's like, they know with most of these movies that they're investing this in, okay, based on empirical data here, we are going to double, maybe triple this $300 million investment. Yeah, absolutely. Fucking yeah. insane. That's like... So much money, it's not even funny. Could you yeah, imagine I mean, doubling $300 million? Sure. The benchmark when we were children, when we were young, when we were growing up, was usually $600 million, depending on your budget, right? 
now it's if it doesn't make a billion dollars, it's not considered a success. Isn't that wild? <laughs> it Isn't is. Isn't that fucking wild? It well, is. It's, it's weird. I was driving by the uh, movie theater the other day, and I I looked at it and I was just kind of thinking about that, and I'm like, man. Movies are only in theaters for a few weeks now before they're released to streaming services. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, like, that's such a weird thing because we, I'm like, how are they making all kinds of money after that? How does the box office continue to grow? Because they stay in theaters, so you can still go watch the movie in theater. But it's not... Well, but I think it depends on the movie, right? When we we look at what's been trending recently, I mean... Tom Cruise's last Mission Impossible stunt fest did really well. Uh, Barbie obviously did really well. Oppenheimer did really well. Uh, Top Gun Maverick did really well. I think people want to go back to the movies, right? No, we people do. like we we as uh, you know society. I think we like the fantasy and the take me away and tell me a different story and show me a different perspective. Uh, so I think even once something hits digital. For the average theater-going type of audience that will go see a movie more than once in a theater, uh, they're waiting for a home video release, and I know that will eventually be phased out, and digital will just be how we purchase and re- and own, you know, film and, and entertainment. Uh, there is still there's still a good part of the population that when it's when they stop going to see it in theaters, it's because there's a a DVD they can buy or a sure. Blu-ray they can buy, right? Sure. Yeah, no, it's interesting, though, because, like, as I was driving by it, I saw kids hanging out outside, you know, like we used to do when we were kids. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. And, I, I, like, I kind of smiled at them because I was like, oh, dude, they're, they're getting the experience right now. Like, yeah. this is good, and that's important for them. to Absolutely. Get, it's that little bit of freedom that you get away from <laughs> mom and dad. You get to hang out in this new place with new people, and you get to experience something completely new. Like, it, you're, yeah. you're paying for the experience when you go to the movie theater, and it's not the same at home. No, no, it's not. So no it's, matter how big your TV is or how much surround sound you have, it's just not the same. It's not the same. The one no. being in a in a in a room with strangers and engaging in the same purpose. It's like going to a yeah. concert almost. Yeah, I think there's a there's a level of uh, you know, it's a communal co- yeah, thing. public camaraderie yeah. that we get into when we laugh and and cry we and, do this and together. feel the same. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, yeah, I I just I thought it was really cool to see that and to see kids getting to go back and do yeah. their thing more and more now. It's fucking awesome, man. And it's refreshing. Yeah. It's refreshing because that's Absolutely. the sort of thing that like over the last few years, I have been really worried about it. I remember. I thought the theater was dead, man. So I thought I. we were done. Yeah. I thought we were just done with movie theaters well, I in, mean, this, the, in this country. I thought the pandemic was like the nail in the coffin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That way, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I, I remember, yeah. I remember HBO max was having uh, just max now, but HBO max at the time yeah, was yeah. having, um, Mortal Kombat, Godzilla versus King Kong, all of this was going straight to Max, and I was yeah. like, dude, if it's like this in the future, it's it, this is fucking wild, man. And I mean, but things change. I mean, we didn't, we didn't think, you know, uh, the people that were using actual film to film videos never in, could have envisioned digital film. No, you know no, what I mean? No like, they couldn't envision that. Where I can, I can be looking at how a shot looks the moment after I take it by just taking a flash drive out and putting it in my monitor and being like, that's okay, the thing. You don't even have to take the flash drive out. Well, you sure. Whatever. Straight from the yeah, camera. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Sure. But I, I doubt that people who were filming with actual film ever could conceive of a world like that. Right. So I think we've seen a lot of those changes. We've seen a lot of those things happen in real time as we've grown up. And this might just be the next one. Now I don't think it's going to happen 
soon, I think there are big tentpole, you know, popcorn flick movies that have been coming out that have shown like, no, people want to go to the movies. These movies are making billions of dollars. People want to go to the movies. Right. They, they missed that, right? That, because like you said, that, that community, the, the entertainment, the fantasy, the, it, it going is the into experience. someone else's world it's, for a little while. Yeah, yeah, it's not about going and watching a movie. Yeah. That's part of it, but that's not the whole thing. Yeah. And like it, it, that's what was so refreshing is I'm like, oh, thank God. Like right. we still want to experience things. Right. And that was super cool. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad we're going to continue on now that the writers are back to work and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, filming and, and production has resumed on a few things. Uh, the actors are still on strike, but... Uh, you know, I, I heard it from the man himself at a show last night. Uh, one of the Writers Guild of America members said, the actors are still on strike, but it's looking like that's going to get done soon. So Cool. Yeah. Right on. So we're going to get lots of movies in the near future. Yeah, I mean, I think we've we've seen some things shift so that they can keep the schedule, or they could have kept the schedule full. But I wonder if now that once once the actors' strike is resolved as well, I wonder if that will change. Like, oh, we can actually shift this back a little bit now, closer to its original date, because we're back in production on a thing that was going to come out after it. Right. Right? Yeah, I don't know. That'll be interesting to see how all that plays out. Maybe not sure. back to its original date, but maybe a little closer to its original date. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. We'll, we'll move it. Instead of instead of having it four months from its original date, it's only two months from its original right. date, you know? Split split the difference. Yeah, 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 for sure. I don't know that. I mean, I'm just speculating uh, based Wishful on the industry. Thinking. Yeah, hopefully, right? Yeah. <laughs> Some movies coming up that I actually do want to see uh, in the Marvel and in the Star Wars world. Whew. Yeah. Did you watch Ahsoka? No, I've been traveling. Oh I've been traveling. God, I'm sorry. Man. I'm sorry. Could have done it the, the last night. I should have. Should but have done no, it last I was, night. I was sleeping last night. Well, yeah, that's I, important, I it, guess. I mean, it's a, ne- <laughs> it's a necessary evil, man. Like, I can't do all the other fun shit while I'm doing that. But if I don't do it, I will surely die. So there's yeah. that as well. Yeah, but um, there's some there's some movies coming up I want to see. So I'm glad we're, we're getting back to it. Getting television. Back, getting back to production. I'm happy to see the late night comedic talk show hosts back. I was talking about that with you earlier. I, you I like those guys. I think they're funny guys. I like Colbert and I like Seth Meyers and stuff. I think they're funny guys. I like John Oliver is probably my favorite, and I'm, I'm glad to see John Oliver back. I like John Oliver a lot. You're just a fan of entertainment. I, I like comedy. Yeah. Uh, I am a fan of entertainment for sure, but – if I had to pick a genre that was probably the top for me, I like I like laughing. I like having a good time. I think everybody does, yeah. Yeah. No, it's weird. Um, I guess it doesn't flow into the show all that great, but talking about the different medias that we take in, uh, Tara, my wife, was recently watching something about a serial killer right before bedtime. Yeah, I watch like, a lot of those those you know murder porn. I can't fucking do it, man, especially <laughs> before bedtime. So it, it fucks my head up. <laughs> and uh, last night we were... My head's already fucked up. There uh, ain't much that mean, can fuck it up more. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. But we were, we were turning something on to go to sleep to, which I typically like to just turn on a stand-up routine so I can listen to it and fall asleep. Sure. Uh, I watch Scooby-Doo. Yeah, yeah. yeah something yeah. like that. Something that... Yeah. It's just background noise. Yeah, really. yeah, for sure. Um, and she's like, oh, man, it's a shame you don't like these true crime shows. And I'm like, man... Right before I am the most vulnerable that I can be when I'm sleeping and defenseless, the last thing I want to do is hear about how this motherfucker would jump in somebody's window and stab them right after he raped them. Like, yeah. not interested. Yeah. Um, not it's, good. it's some people's cup of tea, though, man. Not that true crime for, stuff, man. I do not sleep I like well it. on that shit. Nope. Sure. No thanks, man. Fuck Corey likes it. Noise. My wife likes Ooh. it. 
Yeah. No, I'm out. I'm out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, next order of business. Yeah, shifting gears. Uh, Spider-Man 2 is Spider-Man 2. a week or so away. It's on it's, the horizon. It's closer than it was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. October twentieth is. is the date. Uh, Straight to the PS five. It is. It is, and it's the it's one. I mean, they, they've done you know since the Sony's PlayStation 5's lifespan uh, a few years now, they've done games that are exclusive to it and are developed exclusively for it. But most of the games that have come out on next generation consoles have also had last generation console releases because. It was hard to get next generation consoles for a long time for a lot of people right. during COVID. Uh, now you can walk into a GameStop and buy a PlayStation Five or an Xbox Series X, no problem. Walk into a Target, you can buy one. You know what I mean? Like right. they're readily available now. Uh, so this is a big one, man. This is a few years into the the console's life, and the original Spider-Man Insomniac game on PlayStation 4 blew us all away. It got remastered when the PlayStation 5 came out for PlayStation 5, and Miles was a launch title for PlayStation 5. Now, it also came out on PS4. Um, But this is a big one, man, and all the early stuff has looked really good. Um, During a football game one night, I think, is is where the spot (laughs) launched. Yeah, I know, right? It's funny (laughs) to think about how advertising... Oh my uh, stuff. God. Especially since in the streaming era, most of us don't watch advertisements anymore unless we're just, you know, on YouTube or something and we don't pay for YouTube premium. Sure. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they showed a little spot, uh, you know, a pre-generated cutscene, probably not a game cutscene. It didn't, it looked a little too high quality. Sure. Uh, of Spider-Man and Miles fighting Venom. And uh, it was pretty cool. Like, it was just theatrical and, and shot like cool a movie. cool as hell, and you're yeah, not yeah, mad about it, it, seeing it. Yeah, exactly. And it also is, I would, I would assume, implies at least that there will be a Miles Venom-Peter fight in the game, right? As, which we're playing as both characters, switching between them as we need to, uh, and fighting Venom. That's going to be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't think... The Spider-Man games have been incredible. Uh, the, yeah. these last, you know, few iterations, um, I am so stoked for Spider-Man too. It's not even funny. That being said, damn it. I need it to come out on PC. Like it took, <laughs> it took forever. To nah, get this, one's, on PC. this one's going to be a PS5 exclusive for a while. No, we probably got a Sony year or two. Sony owns Insomniac. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, we have like a year or two, I think before. And Sony owns Spider-Man. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Before I am able to get my grubby hands on it, it'll be a year or two because I don't, I don't. Play. Just, just, just come over. You play it sometime in my house. Oh, yeah. just start play, a new game. Play it we'll at your crib. Chill. Yeah, yeah we'll that's just a chill. Good point. We could do that. I'll smoke weed. You, you play a game. <laughs> I'll frustrate the shit out of you because I don't know how to use a controller anymore. Oh, no, I don't care. Okay, whatever. <laughs> you play how you play, bud. <laughs> He's like, dude, is is the Special Olympics mode that you have on like right now? Like, what are you doing? No, I am. I'm gonna be honest, right? I, that I am probably the the one person that is supremely uh, critical, but. I I ha- I can't keep it to myself, right? Like, if I see you playing a game, especially a game that I'm very familiar with, right? In my head, sometimes I'm just going to be going, "What are you doing? You're doing that wrong." You are such a piece of shit, and I don't know why we're friends. <laughs> but that's because uh, I am a addicted gamer, and certain things develop as you as you play games. Uh, 
you know, you, 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 you try out all the different things that the combat system has to offer, but you find something that works for you and that's just, and, and, and it works, it works really well. And when you see someone doing it differently, it just, in my brain, it's just like, what are you doing? There's so much, it's yeah. such an easier way to win this fight. Like, yeah. why are you making it so hard for yourself? You develop the play style for sure. <laughs> What's funny. Um, and I play games multiple times in a row. You, you know do. what I mean? So I develop it to the point where it's a science when I'm in combat and stuff. My first uh, playthrough with destiny one. Oh my God. It was <laughs> like, so I bought, I bought the game after some DLC had been released, so I was just sure. playing through the original storyline, and I'm doing my whole thing, and I'm fighting the big bad at the end of the game, and a fight that should have taken me seven to ten minutes probably. Sure. It was like a 45-minute long ordeal. I'm running <laughs> out of ammo and stuff, and you don't get more during this fight. I was like, whoa, dude, I fucked this up bad. I need to be <laughs> way smarter in the future. Um, but it was, yeah, just total lack of experience at that point in time, because I don't explore the game the way yeah. that you do, where you get yeah, into all yeah, the yeah. nooks and crannies of it and really grind it out. Well, and that's something I'm excited about, about this game too, is just exploring it. Right. Because insomniac, look, if I'm being honest with myself as a guy who's played all the weird Spider-Man games that have come out across console generations, um, Spider-Man two from PlayStation two was the first time I remember webbing had to stick to something, mm -hmm. right? It wasn't just random, this is how Spider-Man moves. <laughs> no, your web actually had to stick to something in order to progress, right? So when you were down low in the trees, all you had was trees. So you had these little little short hops, right, with mm -hmm. the trees. Um, and Insomniac took that and made it perfect. I mean, when you get into a groove, when you get into a rhythm of swinging around New York in Spider-Man and in Spider-Man Miles Morales, people watching are, are going to be blown away because once you get it to work and you can work it properly, you're a master. I mean, you're, 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 oh, I'm close to the building. Well, I'm just going to run along the side of it and then I'm going to swing around the corner and keep going down this street. You know what I mean? Like it, it, I'm, it's great. It looks like the scenes from uh, that first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie like where movie. he gets it the hang like of it. Yeah, 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 it looks like a movie. And not only are we getting more of that in Spider-Man 2, but they've mm -hmm. also added in the addition of the web wings, essentially making him a base jumper, giving right. him like a base jumper style suit so you can kind of glide through the city. That's going to change it. That's gonna, that changes everything. Like that little touch what right that little change adding in the web wings doing the base jumping style changes everything about how we're going to be moving around uh manhattan right but we've also added queens and we've added coney island we've got new bigger map a bigger map of new york to explore that it, i mean if, if the first game is any indication is going to be very, you know, new, real style. This is what New York actually looks like, mm -hmm. right? Like, <laughs> there are people I saw, you know, commentating on that game in New York that live in New York, and they're just like, "It's it's right. This is what that corner looks like. That's you my know what fucking I mean? house, right? This yeah. is what that street corner looks right. like." Uh, so yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's gonna you know triple the size of the map, and the size of the map is pretty damn big. Uh, even in miles where they kind of shrink it down and you're you're really only doing most of your stuff in the north half of the map near Harlem, which mm -hmm. is where he lives. Um, 
it's still pretty big, right? So you get the whole island of Manhattan. So it's still a pretty big map Massive, to begin with. Yeah. But yeah, now we're adding Queens and Coney Island. And yeah, I mean, that's just tripling the size. Both those maps look pretty damn big on the screen. They, you know, we've seen like, you know, them showing off the new map areas. And it, look, it looks big. It's freaking sweet, dude. Yeah. How cool is that? Uh, they're also instituting a new concept where... Uh, you know, a side quest is not something that will always be triggered by like speaking to someone or walking into a marker. The side quests are going to be more organically drawn into the world. So nice. like there's drone things, drones that you have to like take down. Right. And as you're swinging around through the world, you'll just see the drones flying it not telling you it's just like oh there's some drone do you want to go do that because you don't have to but there they are it exists out in the space right there they are so it's more organic instead of like having to hit a specific marker or talk to an npc or something Mm. because you're spider-man right and your perception of the world is i'm flying through the buildings using my webs right and my little wings and stuff yeah using my webs (laughs) uh so yeah I'm uh, I'm very excited. You're also going to get the Switch, uh, and this may be a spoiler. It may not be. It's been all over the internet um, of Harry Osborn being Venom. Interesting. Not something we've seen before, uh, and I'm fine with that. I like the idea of the character can still be what it is, regardless of who the guy inside regardless is. Regardless of host. Yeah, 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 regardless of who the guy inside is. The character can still be what it is. Uh, and the Harry Osborn thing is an interesting thing because it leans more Ultimate Universe because the Venom symbiote in the Ultimate Universe was something that Peter, Peter's father, Richard Parker, and Eddie's father, Eddie Brock's father, were developing for Oscorp to cure cancer. Like, it, was just, it would essentially be like a bath you would get in, and mm-hmm. it would, like... Get cleanse, into your cells yeah. and cleanse all the cancer away, right? They were trying to cure cancer. Uh, and that, of course, led to Venom, right? And so it seems within the scope of, of these Spider-Man games, Harry Osborn had some kind of debilitating disease that actually took his mother. And Norman was like, this is not going to take my son, right? So he went to great lengths and spent huge amounts of money to find some kind of way to do it. And it looks like alien goop was, was the thing that ended up helping. So he's been suspended. He's been in this suspended animation, uh, liquid that also has what can only be described as symbiote goo that, you know, Norman, when Norman's near the, the tank and the little post credit scene of the first game, uh, we see his hand on the tank and we see the symbiote goo like stretch out to become his hand. And he like takes it away like, huh? So yeah, like that's an interesting, not only is that an interesting thing in the story that we haven't really seen before with, you know, this kind of thing. Um, but it seems like they're drawing inspiration from what the ultimate universe tried to do with the symbiote. Now, because Brock's dad was the scientist developing it, it just, Brock, right? It was right. just like they just found a new way to get Eddie Brock into the story. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Him and Peter were childhood friends, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go skip while our daddies make Satan. So that's kind of like what Spider-Man 2 is, is doing, but ultimately it, it rounded out to the same thing where Eddie Brock is is the host of, of Venom. So yeah, I mean it it it's it changed a little bit, but not really anything at all. 
This yeah. one, using a whole new host makes it in, in inherently a different story that can, like I said, lead to Venom, right? Especially if Peter gets bonded to it first. Right. Because we've seen Peter in gameplay trailers fighting with the symbiote suit, right? He's bonded to the symbiote. Uh, which is also probably going to lead to a boss fight where you're playing as Miles fighting oh. Peter. And I'm pretty excited about that. That'll be a cool <laughs> one, man. So Especially cool. if, <coughs> because, <coughs> excuse me, because Peter is a main character, uh, especially if we would have part of the boss fight be played as Peter. Oh my God. Dude. Fighting Miles. We have to fight Miles because the symbiote is taking over, you know? So cool. Yeah, like that's interesting. And I've seen those things before. Uh, in fact, Legacy of Kane did a thing like that where you fought a boss fight as both characters. In Legacy of Kane Defiance, you fought a couple of boss fights as both characters, Raziel and Kane. Uh, and it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm all about that fight right there. Yeah. I think that'd be super fucking rad. Yeah. Super uh, rad. I'm excited. Yeah, I can't wait, man. This game's going to be great. All right, are we going to talk about this goddamn Transformers book that you brought over that looks beautiful? Oh, I can do that. Yeah. It's, uh, so um, if you don't know... Um, Trend the tra- the license Hasbro's uh, license of Transformers and GI Joe uh, recently left IDW Publishing, who had it for a long time and and used it to great effect and 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 made some pretty great stories out of it. I mean, shit, when Cobra Commander got killed, the whole arc in the Cobra book about who was going to become the next Cobra Commander. I mean, that had me on the edge of my seat the whole time, right? Um, so yeah, they they did some great storytelling with it. Um, but they lost it, and it's now at Image. Uh, Todd McFarlane, Todd McFarlane picked it up, uh, an Image, and put it under Kirkman's purview, uh, Skybound, Skybound yeah. his his label within Image. Um, and it all started with a book called Void Rivals, which we've talked about on the show before, I think. We have. Right? I we mean, have, yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> a little bit. But the basic premise of that book is it's about these two warring. It starts out with these two warring aliens in like a space dogfight. And they both, their ships both get like critically injured and they crash. And they realize the only way they're going to get off this planet is to take the leftover pieces of both their ships and fix one. one. Yeah, fix one. Uh, They're going to hold hands. (laughs) They don't like it. They're not happy about it the whole time. Um, And ultimately it doesn't work. And the one alien just is like, I'm done, and I'm going to go away because I'm not going to die next to you. So, like, just leaves, but then comes running back a few pages later like, oh, my God, there's another crashed ship I found, and we can get out of here. And they go, and they start fixing it up, and when they activate it, it transforms, and it's Jetfire from Transformers, who seems confused and he's like what planet is this and they're like oh you know and he's like he says uh how long have i been here and he checks his internal clock and he's like oh my god i've been here a hundred years and he just leaves <laughs> leaving them stranded on the planet their only hope of escaping just leaves them what dialogue hey just fuck off I yeah gotta go. i gotta go uh <laughs> And we've had a few issues of that, and they've done some weird, different things with it. There was even a, a reference to the Pigman aliens that were in Transformers, the old Transformers cartoon in the 80s. Uh, it's weird, right? It's dropping in these little hints little Easter at a egg. shared universe uh, for these things. And so the first book in that shared universe came out, and it's Trans- Transformers number one with a beautiful 
Beautiful picture of Optimus Prime on Gorgeous the cover. Gorgeous cover. Yeah, yeah, really, really good cover. <laughs> cartoony, even. It right? is. Like, no, it's totally he badass. looks very cartoony. When you're editing, if you could find a way to drop the I, image I, I'll in I'll drop video, the image in for sure. That would be cool. I will. That seems like something that's simple to do, right? It is. Yeah, I, can, yeah. I can do that with computer science. Computer science. <laughs> um, yeah. But so, yeah, it's um, it, it's a good book. came out last week. Um, it opens with you know the human kid that they're introducing you to who is spike it's just spike his name is spike <laughs> because that's the name of the kid from the cartoon <laughs> human kids are named spike in transformers spike World. his name is spike and um he's you know got a clearly like a tumultuous relationship with his dad and him and this friend of his they're gonna go up on this mountain and they're gonna look at the stars got a telescope and they're kind of nerdy they're gonna look at stars and when they're up there the they're walking and some of the rock collapses underneath them and suddenly they're in a giant spaceship (laughs) uh you know like galaxy class giant like right they're in a giant spaceship and they come across like a what seems to be like a cargo hold and it's full of dead Autobots and Decepticons just laying in a pile. Yeah. <laughs> and <clears throat> all of a sudden, uh, Jetfire shows up. <laughs> right? Because he's now popping into this book from where he left the other book. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> so Jetfire pops in and reactivates Starscream. Now... Jetfire, because he had been stranded for a hundred years, is unaware that the Autobots and the Decepticons were at war. He was not present for the oh, war on wow. Cybertron. Okay. Right? So he reactivates Starscream and is like, oh my God, Starscream, it's so good to see you. It's been so long, right? Starscream's like, oh, Jetfire, thank you so much, right? And he says, I'm glad you picked the right side. And then he executes Bumblebee in his in his unpowered state executes bumblebee right and Jetfire's like oh my god what are you doing and starscream's like you see this symbol we're at war like these are the enemy are you on the right side or not right so Jetfire tries to stop him meanwhile the power you know is slowly kind of activating the other bots in the room and finally optimus is activated and just immediately goes into a fight defending Jetfire from Starscream because he knows what's happening. Right. He knows they're at war. Before he was laying here depowered, he was at war with the Decepticons. Uh, and <laughs> ultimately, uh, you know, a, a battle happens, which is beautifully, beautifully drawn by uh, Mike Spicer, who's doing the art. Um, beautiful. I mean, the battle is beautiful. I think he's doing the art, actually. I'm going to open the book. I'm going to take it out of the bag of work because I'm not a weirdo like some people. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Books are made to be read, man. Comic books of all things, yes. Comic books are made to be read. No, he's just a colorist. Johnson is doing the art as well because, yeah, Dan- Daniel Warren Johnson is an artist. Yeah, he's doing the art as well. And the art is beautiful, right? It's beautiful. It looks just like the cover. This is the cover. It's just like the cover inside. I'm I promise. In love. I'm in love with the cover. I promise. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, ultimately, it winds around to Jetfire like 
sacrifices himself to make sure the Autobots can get away and stuff. Other Decepticons are awake at this point. Uh, Soundwave is is awoken and, and has the little tape deck that the tape comes out and turns into like a wolf. And I was just like, this is this is great. This, this is, is the coolest shit. This is cartoon Transformers right. in an adult setting. Right? How freaking cool. <laughs> so the Decepticons retreat. Or no, uh, a chase ensues, right? They, they transform because that's another thing Jetfire has prepared as he's repowering them is new forms because he came to this planet and he kind of looked around, I guess, and he was like, oh, cars. Yeah, yeah, we'll turn into cars. That'll be great. So they all roll out, right? And they, and they take the kids with them, these two kids that were there, because at one point Optimus is trying to reach for a gun and the kids, like, help him. And the little girl is like, how do you know we're on the right side? And he's just like, I don't. <laughs> but we're going to help this guy. <laughs> he's big and red and blue. He must be a good he guy. He also sees them and immediately tries to protect them, right? He doesn't try to harm them in any way. He's like, oh, stand behind me, tiny, tiny creatures. You know, like, he doesn't know what a human is yet at this point. Get behind me. Right. These small ones, get behind me. And I don't know. I mean, I'm always going to hear him as as, as Peter, Peter Cullen. Peter Cullen. Yeah. yeah I'm never going to not hear him as Peter Cullen. No, of course He's not. He's always going to be Peter Cullen in my head. That's how I hear him. That's how he talks. So I mean, for the last 40 <laughs> years, that's exactly how he's talked. Yeah. So, uh... They manage to, to get away. They mourn the loss of Bumblebee. I don't know if we're going to have a Bumblebee in this story. So Bumblebee is I the sacrificial know. lamb in Transformers, though. Like, and I he don't always think has so. Been. I don't he think so anymore, been. though, because they've made Bumblebee kind of the relatable cool. character to humanity. But not The anymore. one who befriends humanity. This is the same one from the cartoon. Oh, no, I, I get it. I get it. Fucking killed off in the movie. I get it. But yeah, he dies. Well, they killed every Transformer in Transformers in the movie. They were trying oh, to start man. a new Transformers line. But they, but they really killed Bumblebee. He was one of the first ones to go in the movie. I understand. <laughs> so yeah, I think we're done with Bumblebee. I think Bumblebee's dead. Like, Starfire executed him. Uh, to be fair, yeah. he was kind of lame in the cartoon. I don't know, man. I, wasn't I, I liked all the Transformers. I think they all had something that made me that endeared them to me. I'm not saying that he wasn't a cool character. Yeah. If I had to have a giant fighting robot fighting on my behalf, I didn't want it to be Bumblebee. I sure. wanted Wheeljack or Optimus Prime, maybe an Ultra Magnus. Not him. Yeah, yeah. Or an Ironhide. Yeah, like yeah. that's who uh, you want to fight Optimus for, for me. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I mean. But so yeah, then. Uh, the comic, Prime. Yeah, yeah. The comic ends with we cut back to the Decepticons who Starscream appears to be the leader of, right? They're all like, you know, in deference to him throughout the, the dialogue they're having. And at one point, one of them starts to mention Megatron and he just looks to him like, do not say his name. And I was just like, What's happening? Like, what happened to Megatron? Why is Starscream the leader? Why are they all bowing in deference to Starscream? So Starscream has to go out and find a new source of power because this ship they came in, he's like, we can get this ship going again. And it's this big, like I said, galaxy-class ship that's buried under a mountain, right? Because it crash-landed hundreds of years ago. Right, right. <laughs> and, uh... We <laughs> found the Energon! Comes across a power plant where Spike's dad works, right? And again, him and his dad have this kind of tumultuous thing. His dad appears to be an alcoholic. His mom is dead. Well, I don't know. Jesus. There's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a tragic little kid, for this sure. This is like brutal Transformers here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
Uh, his dad manages, you know, they, they see Starscream. They're like, oh, my God, and they run away, except his coworker like, gets picked up by Starscream, and he watches as Starscream's like, you must be a native to this planet. You're kind of tiny and squishy, huh? And he just crushes this man to death. And Spike's dad, like, witnesses this, right? So I think, in my, in my head of heads, dissecting all the details, I think what they're building is a further division between Spike and his dad where Spike thinks the robots are good, but his dad saw a robot, like, squish a human to death. Right. <laughs> Jesus. How fucking... Uh, that's so intense, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it. That's where the book ends, is watching Spike's dad see his coworker get murdered by Starscream, who is apparently the leader of the, the Decepticons, Decepticons wow. currently. Yeah, yeah. Optimus is still the prime. He has the spark, right? They they the Jetfire Jetfire says something about that during the little battle that they're having. Um, or the Matrix of Leadership. That's the Matrix what it of is. Leadership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's just, yeah. He says that. He said, "I did. I I wasn't aware they gave you the Matrix, Optimus, right? Because the last time Jetfire saw Optimus, they were living on Cybertron. Right. Everything was hunky dory. Yeah, yeah. 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 Jetfire got sent out to find uh, a planet that could serve as a base." Of operations, okay, okay. right? Uh, a home, a new home they could go to in, in the event of the unforeseen. So maybe there was political discourse going on on sure. Cybertron, but it hadn't hadn't yet become a full on war, dude. If they if they take Transformers there, holy cow, man! Right, like, like give us a full blown grown up book. Yeah, yeah. Maybe oh. they were. Maybe the Autobots were taking precautions in case this went into right. full blown war, but it hadn't gotten to war yet. So as far as Jetfire is concerned. They weren't having a war. Right. That's why when he shows up, he's, he's happy to see Starscream. It's an interesting kind of twist. Oh. Uh, but I don't think we have Jetfire anymore either. I think Jetfire's done. He did. Yeah, I think he did. Fantastic. Because, okay. in fact, uh, Optimus says, like, I can save him. And Ratchet, one of the other Autobots, says, look, the, the Matrix can do a lot, but it can't stop the inevitable you know like he's dead he's gonna die <laughs> the matrix could heal him if he wasn't mortally wounded but like right. no he's dying he's gonna die you can't fix death His spark is going to join the all spark now yes yes um so yeah it's great i'm uh and not only is it great but it is gonna be called the energon universe right because everybody uh, comics like everybody keeps saying well, everybody's just got a shared universe. Comics have always had shared universes, guys. I don't know where that... That's not a new concept. Uh, which is why this is also going to share a universe with... It's already sharing a universe with Void Rivals, mm -hmm. which is continuing on. But it's also going to share a universe with two new G.I. Joe books. One, Duke. Let's see if we can get a, a good Duke there. It's Duke. Because Duke is the star. And then Cobra. Uh, and it seems like this Cobra Commander book, it says the rise of Cobra starts. Codename G.I. Joe starts. So it seems like they're building it from, from the scratch, ground up. Oh, cool. Right? Very cool. This is the rise of Cobra. So Cobra's not, Cobra Commander is uniting Cobra throughout the story. Duke is the first codename G.I. Joe. Yeah, it seems like they're starting it from scratch. Which is cool. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I think it's going to be Get in cool. on the ground level, folks. Yeah, yeah. All the comics are, uh, you know, this this one has released. It will be once a month. And Void Rivals oh. is still monthly. And 
Duke is December 27th, and Cobra Commander is January 16th. Damn. So we're going to let the Transformers kind of kick it for a while, building the universe, and then we'll introduce... I'd imagine G.I. Joe is probably in response to Autobots and Decepticons <laughs> on Earth, right? A war happening on Earth probably seems like a good way to get G.I. Joe into the story to say, oh, we need an elite military unit to deal with alien robots. Right, right, right. <laughs> as, as happened in the Transformers movies. Yes, yes. So, yes, I think that's probably where we're going. Um, but uh, I'm excited to find out because Transformers number one is great and Void Rivals has been really good. I freaking love it. And Josh Williamson is going to be writing both of the tra- uh, G.I. Joe books, and I like him a lot. Thank you, baby. He's currently writing Superman. He's uh, done a lot of stuff for DC. He's great. Flash. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Can't wait. On that note, go to your local comic shop. Yeah. Get you a couple of books. There's some good places to jump on right now. So yeah, yeah. This is just the start. get into a new story yeah. and really see it fleshed out and see and that new world fleshed out. Yeah, and they've been multiple printings of Void Rivals. You can find a Void Rivals. As long as you don't care that it's not a first printing, you can find a Void. They've printed it many times now. And you can find a first printing online, I'm sure. Oh, sure you can. Um, yeah. But if you don't care about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but if if you're if you need to collect, yeah, you can. Um, also, go to entertainthegeeky.com. You can follow us on all of our social media there. You can stay up to date on some of the blog posts and uh, all that good jazz. Um, I have been doing a little column called Nerd Rage where I've been doing a couple of paragraphs bitching about this, that, or the other. <laughs> uh, you know, as old people do. Yeah, off yeah. my lawn. Uh, we're so, we're there now. No, we totally. Have to start, we just have to start bitching about young people now. I, and that's it's the rules. I haven't bitched about anybody young yet, but I have it's bitched the rules, about, man. I bitched about time. That, Sometimes I see teenagers and I'm like, "Damn, teenagers! You get out of here!" I don't know why. It's just something you just have to do, apparently. Um, so yeah, like, comment, subscribe, please. As always, stay geeky.